The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for the Plank Show. Let's go to work, brother! It's time for the Plank Show with Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's time for the Plank Show with Josh Helmer and Sooner sideline reporter Chris Plank. All right, let's go. Let's go. It's the Plank Show. Sorry to the people in the room next to me. We are live in two locations. I'm in Boston today. I got assigned coverage of Army-Navy, which is a first for me as well as a first, at least from my research, for this game to ever be played. And by it's it's not Boston. It's just, I mean, where the Patriots play, it's nowhere close to Boston. It's an hour outside of town. But we'll say Boston. Foxborough Stadium, uh, Foxborough Gillette Stadium tomorrow for Army-Navy. So I'm immersed in that. Meanwhile, Josh Helmer is in the metropolis of Goldsby, Oklahoma, hanging out at Riverwind on a Friday. He's getting ready for a big weekend of high school hoops and OU Arkansas. What's going on, Josh? Well, a very happy Friday to you, my friend. How is it? Uh, How was the flight, the travel? You made it. I made it. I forgot my toothbrush. So that was the one thing that I had forgotten whenever I got here. So I am um, – I have already, in the midst of this trip, had to make a stop at CVS. And thankfully, there's a CVS right down the street from where I'm located. So that's a good sign. Number two, as far as flights are concerned, no complaints. It goes back, though, Josh, to an original conversation that we had. Would you rather the pilot tell you – right off the bat that he's worried about choppy air or would you rather just be surprised by it when it hits and i think the answer is i want to know because uh okay that comforts me a little bit knowing that the pilots hey everybody relax We're, we're prepared for this okay all right um see here's the weird side of it for me is they said that on our flight into Boston, where when we landed, a little bit of a shock, it was freezing. The temperature, and it's going to be like 55 degrees tomorrow for the game, so it's going to be great weather for the game. But when we were coming in, they're like, hey, a little windy, freezing, we're going to have a rough landing. So I've advised the flight attendants to go ahead and, and make sure that they're in there. And he called them jump seats, okay? Listen, Mr. Pilot, you did an incredible job. The last thing I need to hear, even if that's what they're called, is that you're sending the flight attendants to the jump seat. Last thing I need to hear. But you know what ended up happening, Josh? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It was as smooth of a landing as I've ever had in my entire life. So I got all worked up for no reason whatsoever. So then should I be mad that they gave us that warning? When nothing happened? Maybe, yeah. Okay. Maybe. But, hey, you made it. The jump seats, okay, they might have been occupied for a moment, 
but everybody a happy landing. I think so. I think so. It's good. This is a really cool town. I've never been here before. Um, it's going to be an exciting day. They've never played it in Boston, in, in, in Foxborough. They've never been in this area before. So it's kind of, I brought up the analogy to Toby. It's like putting OU Texas, suddenly you're playing it in Phoenix or suddenly you're playing it in New Orleans to where it's a great city and it's capable of hosting an event like that, but it's new for everybody. So it's been, it's been kind of a cool experience for me being my first Army-Navy and for a lot of people kind of getting and, and understanding the groundwork of, all right, how do you get here? How do you get there? What's kind of the, the, the best way to go about it? So it's been, a, it's been a fun day. And here's something else that I learned last night. I get here to the hotel. I'm pulling up my prime because I was going to watch the NFL game last night. Did you know that in local markets, because I'm in Boston and New England was playing in the game last night, they actually put it on the Fox affiliate whenever they have a – whenever the team that is in that market is playing the game? Did you know that? Uh, I don't know that I did. Learned something last night. Look at me. Look at me. So what was up? Uh, did you watch the game last night? Were you all in on high – you had high school all night, didn't you? High school basketball, four games yesterday at the Oof. Joe Lawson Memorial Invitational Tournament. We've got four more coming up uh, 3 o'clock today, and then, of course, championship Saturday. I did get to watch – I watched a little bit of the uh, second half. I think I got home maybe mid – third quarter so yeah I, mm-hmm. I, I watched the end and then went and taped uh locked on sooners and everything so i wasn't totally glued in but i did watch a little bit okay all right um can i um echo something that i saw parker put on twitter last night just because let, let, let's get going here on a friday edition of the plank show i do have a couple army no- navy notes that i'll share for you i got a bolt at like 10 30 this morning i'm so thrown off by the eastern time zone did tj tell you josh that I was, I was texting him. I'm like, hey, do you want me to dial in for the crossover? I'm looking at my <laughs> clock. Hour it's early? A, yeah, yeah. It's like 8.43, and I'm like hustling around. I had a breakfast that I had to go to, <laughs> and I was glad-handed. And all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, I'm going to get back up to my room, and I'll be good to go if you need me to call. And then he's like, okay, all good. And then I realized it's only 7.45. <laughs> well, hey, that's better than the opposite, I guess. That's right. It's better than being in the Pacific time zone. And it's like, you missed the whole show. What were you doing? So um, I've been a little bit shook by the, uh, by the Eastern time zone. I'm, I'm getting used to it. It gets dark really early here, bro. You think it gets dark early? <laughs> like, it gets dark. We, I, they were complaining about it this morning. It's like, it's like 445. It is getting dark outside. <laughs> but uh, I got a couple of nuggets I want to share on that. Here's, here's something that I'm learning very quickly as we just shift to, to Oklahoma football. And I'm, by the way, kudos to you. I'm surprised you have a voice. Three games yesterday? Three? Four. Four? Yeah. Four yesterday, uh, four today, and four more tomorrow. It's a, it's a, it's a marathon, baby. Okay. Not a sprint. Do, do, you want, do you just want to not talk for the first hour and a half, and I'll take care of this, no. and you take this second? Okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> Rest of the pie. How, Connor, how many games do you have this weekend as well? Is it kind of the same number, or you haven't organized at all? Yeah, we had four, too. Four at oh Norman High, four at Norman North. We're doing the same thing today. Wow. <laughs> Boy, aren't I a leech for just saying, hey, you guys got that. I'm going to head to Boston, all right? Let's take care of the final. <laughs> Connor Pasby, get up early after you were up late last night. Come in and run my show. I'm sorry. <laughs> Connor Pasby <laughs> is back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. Okay. I don't know if you all have caught on to this, but it's something that I think a majority – 
of the Plank Platoon members and a majority of people that kind of live, eat, and breathe Sooner Athletics, specifically for this instance, Sooner Football, kind of what they, I think what they all know. There are certain people that realize they can say anything about Oklahoma football and you're going to react. There are certain people, listen, and, and some guys realize they're doing it and they're doing it for fun. The Brandon Walkers of the world, they know they're trolling you. They get it. Um, but, and, and I say this from the, the bottom of my soul because Greg was good to me and used to come on my show all the time. Greg Swain doesn't know anything about OU football. So when that gets retweeted into my timeline or when people ask me questions about it, just stop. You want to talk about basketball tournaments and things of that nature? That's your guy. But when it comes to a big surprise in the portal, I'm sorry, my man has no inside information. And I say that as somebody that every single time I try to talk trash, it usually fails. So I'm not talking trash here. My point is keep that out of my timeline, Josh. Keep that out of our Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Just know 9 out of 10, 9.999, when someone not affiliated or covering Oklahoma or really covering college football tells you, I'm hearing something, they probably don't know what they're talking about. And they realize what, Josh? Oklahoma fans are going to react to anything on the interwebs. The only Indeed. Yeah. I don't, I don't even think Stutzman turning pro is that big of a surprise. I mean – no, it's not. When, when we started the process of who's coming back and who isn't, once he did that show live couple uh, last Wednesday night and Teddy didn't come away from that show saying, oh, yeah, dude's back, and maybe the, uh, the concern was ramped up just a little bit, then I think unless you're just the hopeless romantic or like our man Gunny, well, you're wondering, do you have to kind of change your overall whole uh, – <laughs> I say this with peace and love, Gunny. Your whole shtick, it's like, oh, no. Am I still Gunny of Stutzman's army, or am I, uh, am I now uh, Gunny of uh, McKinsey's military or something like that? I don't know. But I just – I don't think anyone was, like, blown away by it. We'd hoped. We'd hoped. We won't be blown away if Billy Bowman turns pro. We can hope that he comes back. But I'll tell you, the, I have not been, wow, what are they doing as far as a guy deciding to put himself in the mix for the NFL draft? I really haven't been that way about a player since Tulsa running back Charlie Higgins, whom I love, uh, decided to turn pro out of hominy. I was like, what is this dude doing? Come back, play another year. For the most part, all of it makes sense. Now, Am I saying that it's the right move, Josh, and it's going to end up being uh, him as a first or second round pick? I don't know. Time will tell. We told you yesterday. For those of you that are like, oh, I can't believe he didn't come back for another year, you're not surprised by it. You're not shocked by it. You just wished he would come back. And then in that, there's been so many dudes over the last decade that have been, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks, even undrafted, that we were like, I can't believe that they did this. And they ended up making rosters that they feel like, they can do it, too. Sean brought up a great point on the text line yesterday. He said, hey, man, there's a lot more of the Jalen Redmonds than there are, say, the um, the Kenny Stills, right? Stills was a fifth-round pick, ended up having a lengthy career. Tony Jefferson undrafted, lengthy career. Um, guys that had eligibility or at least an opportunity to come back to turn pro, the Isaiah Thomases of the world, the Perion 
Winfrey, blah, 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 all those things, right? Um, but they still, they're in the league, right? And they see that. And I think more often than not, guys will think, hey, I, I can do this. If he can, I can. And they don't worry about, you know, the guys that went in and didn't pan out. So that's a big, long, winding road to say, I don't think I'll be surprised by anything that happens this offseason. And by no means am I going to count on somebody who's just trolling you for information. What uh, what exactly did he say? Uh, the Danny Stutzman, if I'm paraphrasing here, I think he's blocked me because I, I had to have someone else tell me. No, 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 no. Here, I got it right here. Never mind. What am I talking about? Uh, the Danny Stutzman move was a surprise, but there's another big surprise coming for Oklahoma fans. That was kind of the nuts. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. That was the nuts and bolts of it. And I didn't even realize it until I saw Parker's tweet, which, which absolutely positively hit it right on the head. Parker <laughs> Thune, by the way, coming up from noon to three right here on the ref. When uh, Parker tweeted last night, Evergreen, Evergreen tweet, do not interact with Craig Swaim, do not listen to him, <laughs> do not take him seriously. And I realize that I'm part of the problem because I'm bringing it up. But yes. the only reason I'm bringing it up is because – I don't want anyone to freak out about it. We have to inform the masses that uh, there's no reason to panic. I'm just an absolute. I, I think what's funny about it is it's borderline brilliant. I mean, I almost just want to, like, either he's figured something out. A lot of these guys on Twitter have, and I look, I'm like, how do they have all these followers? What, what in the world could anyone think that they're going to give them that they can't get somewhere else right I, I just my, my mind is always blown by that but then I realize it's just brilliant because there's never really any substance to it right it's always what's the best way to put it kind of vague and then nothing happens and just tweets are deleted I just I've, I've <laughs> I don't know Josh I'm getting riled up over something that I shouldn't get riled up but I think part of it to me is just maybe I'm a little bit jealous that they figured it out and you guys keep falling for it that that part is uh, at times a little troubling. <laughs> oh oh yeah, here here's the other part. Here's the other part of it. It's Steelman apparently said that Mississippi State is putting together a huge NIL deal for Jackson Arnold. That's that. Oh huge my NIL. goodness! Stop That's what it. it. Hilarious. And, and they anyway, might be, it, but I got news I'm for sure. you. He's not going to Mississippi State. Well, but but here's the other part of it. Why, why wouldn't they have been putting a, a huge NIL deal together for Dylan Gabriel? That's what makes no sense to me about it, right? None whatsoever. All right. Uh, anyway, sorry. I just I had to bring that up off the top. As you can tell, it's bothered me all night long, and it makes me so angry whenever people react to it. What do you mean? What are you talking about? What have you heard? I'll tell you. He's heard nothing. He's trolling you, and it's brilliant because you all fall for it. Stop falling for it, please. All right, um, we got a break. We got a break. Uh, Josh, tell the people about all the great things going on out of Riverwind Casino. Oh, my goodness. How much time do we have? Uh, always uh, great concerts, comedy shows, and more going on out here at Riverwind Casino. Just head to riverwind.com to find out what is coming up next in the Riverwind Showplace Theater. And, of course, 
We'll tell you about uh, all the great deals going on here at Riverwind as we roll along throughout the morning on a football Friday minus, uh, well, college football. (laughs) Save for one. Save for one. And uh, I'm in Boston covering Army-Navy. Um, I, I, I get to hang with you the, for, for the first hour and a half. Eric Bailey is going to join us coming up at the bottom of this hour. Uh, and when we come back, we'll give you some of the details of what Brent Venables had to say during his press conference yesterday um, at the Alamo Bowl. I uh, took some questions. Don't know if we really got clarity on, A, the future of Danny Stutzman, or, B, if either one of uh, him or Dylan Gabriel are going to play in this bowl game. We'll dive into what Coach said next right here on The Ref. All right, in about 10 minutes from now, Eric Bailey from the Tulsa World is going to join us. We'll get his perspective on the presser yesterday. I mean, Josh, you and Connor were probably so knee-deep in high school basketball. Did you even get to to get into the tea leaves of the BB presser yesterday? You know what? I, I listened to most of it this morning oh, wow. on, on the drive over here. So, nice. in in, in – and, and caught a little bit yesterday, but really listened on the drive over. Good. Anything that really caught your ear? Because well, a couple of Go things. Ahead. Couple of things. Number one, Brent Venables wasn't ready to definitively say. Basically, he's letting I think two players make their respective announcements in Dylan Gabriel and in Danny Stutzman, but he wasn't Mm -hmm. ready to definitively say, yeah, Jackson Arnold will be starting this bowl game. And and the more I've gotten to think about it, it makes sense. I mean, why is he going to be sitting right next to Jed Fish and say, hey, oh, by the way, scout this quarterback? Right. I don't – I I, I felt the same way you did. Noncommittal on both, right? But – I, I just can't fathom, as much as I love Dylan Gabriel and what he has meant to this program the last few years, let, love him or hate him, it's, it's been pretty solid what he's been able to do in helping stabilize that position. But I, I, I think it's time to start the Jackson Arnold era. There's no reason. I Gosh, this even hurts to, to say in a most non-cheesy way possible, but Josh – it just doesn't make any sense to me if Dylan Gabriel is going to be at Oregon or, or wherever in 2024. It makes no sense to me to have him run this offense, which is somewhat new, right, in what Seth and Joe John are going to do. There's going to be a different wrinkle in it. It would make no sense for him to play in this bowl game. But then in that same vein, you know, even even Coach Venable said it yesterday I, I when I – when I landed here, I landed with Ben Hartsock, who, uh, who's my cohort on SiriusXM, and Ben played at Ohio State, and he lives in Atlanta. And he goes, what's going on? I, I, like, literally, Josh, the idea that everything's falling apart here because everyone's in the portal, uh, or at least some no names are in the <laughs> portal, it's, it's not just a few trolls that are out there. It's like, whoa, okay, well, let me – let me explain to you. Here's here's why. And even Coach Venable said it. Hey, door was open. If 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 he wants to come back and come back, and the key word there I thought was come back and compete, mm-hmm. right? I think that that 
kind of was a good indication that, hey, you're not just going to be handed this job. You're going to have to come back, and you're going to fight with Jackson Arnold. And I, I don't know. I've said this a lot on the program, so you can agree or disagree with me if, if you guys want. But I think stories like hearing that Quinn Ewers is going to come back, right, and that everyone is, is, is open to it and, and they want to have it happen, maybe I'm reading too much into it. That, to me, says eh, maybe they're a little bit worried about what's been developed behind him. Meanwhile, when Oklahoma's like, hey, best of luck for the most part, right, it was, it was emotional when he told him that he was going to move on. But I don't feel like there's been any setbacks in the development of Jackson Arnold, Josh. So in my mind, I think, okay, we're going into this bowl game. And we can talk to Eric Bailey about this. Maybe it's somewhat up in the air about whether or not Dylan Gabriel's going to play. But I don't think he should. I, I think it's time to move on. Is that wrong of me? No, it's not wrong of you. It, to me... It would be, quote-unquote, bad for business to play Dylan Gabriel in sure. this game. You, you've got a clear, easy pathway to a dress rehearsal of sorts. It's a, it's a bowl game. You've got a chance to go win 11 games. But uh, beyond that, the most important thing that Oklahoma can get out of this is playing time for younger players and most notably – the, uh, the quarterback that's going to lead you the next couple of seasons, we think, if everything goes uh, swimmingly and goes according to plan in the SEC, you can't waste the opportunity to play right. him. Really, for Dylan Gabriel, sounds like he's going to Oregon or you name it, right? Right. If I'm Oregon or wherever, I don't want Dylan Gabriel playing either because mm. here we are moving these resources together to right. get you a, a nice NIL compensation package. And you're going to go play a game that really doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things for you individually or or for Oklahoma this season. Now, I mean, the, the story on this season largely has been written. Don't right. take the injury risk. So for really all parties involved, it's good for Oklahoma. It's good for Dylan Gabriel. It's good for wherever he winds up next. The only thing that lingers there is that, sentimental feeling i'm sure as a competitor and as a teammate that exists for dylan gabriel of well i've started something i want to finish and see it out with my teammates but it's all good right everybody's happy everybody's got their pathway forward here if and i would add this before we grab a break and then eric's going to join us um you know, Teddy, someone hit this up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line right on what you were saying, Josh, at 405-651-3439. Slim Brady writes, Teddy made a good point yesterday on the NIL side of things. If Oregon offers DG a ton of money and he gets hurt in the bowl game, DG is possibly going to miss out on that money, and Oregon could be set back trying to find a portal quarterback. Ding, 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 exactly what uh, you were talking about. Uh, I've seen this sometimes. Oh, or sometimes. Well, we sure didn't have a problem with Caleb Williams doing it. Well, you got to remember, at the point when Caleb Williams played in the Alamo Bowl two years ago, we were still of the belief that there was a chance he was coming back. Sure. Now, I know it's easy, it's easy to look back, and hindsight's always twenty twenty, and say, oh, I knew it all along. Well, then you were the one, because there was a lot of people that thought Oklahoma was in a really good place to potentially bring him back. The favorite. And exactly. Were, I would say the majority – of Oklahoma fans, if we rewind before, you know, the final couple of weeks before the mm-hmm. eventual decision, I would say the majority of Oklahoma fans thought he'd be back with OU. I agree. I agree. 
All right, let's do this. Eric Bailey is slated to join us next. Josh is at Riverwind. I'm out here in Boston covering Army-Navy. We'll take a timeout. We'll talk not only, not only about the excitement of the Alamo Bowl coming up, but also a little OU Arkansas in EB's backyard. That's coming up next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Connor Pasby running the program, and uh, we are pumped to welcome in our next guest. He is the Oklahoma beat writer for the Tulsa World, Eric Bailey. Eric Bailey, TW on Twitter. Good to hear your voice, Eric. Thanks for coming on with us. Uh, first of all, before we talk a little hoops, take us to the madness of the last couple of weeks, the Gabriel insertion into the portal, the rumors about – Danny Stutzman, what is it kind of uh, what's it been like from your perspective in trying to cover all this? And has it been as maddening as it seemed, or are you surprised by any of this? It's been crazy the last two Mondays. I guess that's the best way to put it. The, the Mondays have been nuts with uh, Jeff Lebby's news becoming official, and huh? then the Dylan Gabriel announcement. So the weeks have started off with a bang. Uh, the last two weeks, right after the regular season ended, so it, it really hasn't slowed down. At a moment when you think it slowed down just a little bit, not a lot, but a little, it's gotten faster. And uh, it's just been crazy. Uh, from a coverage standpoint, you're always watching what's going on. You're always getting on Twitter. You're married to Twitter, basically. So it, it's <laughs> something else. But it, it's it's crazy. Chris, hey, same for you, too. you got a lot of talking points on your show also. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is 100% true. So let's start with one of the talking points that uh, kind of rose from Brent Venable's presser yesterday. Is there some gray area, in your opinion, in what Danny Stutzman's decision is from the uh, report that, hey, he's officially turning pro to, to Brent Venable's yesterday saying, hey, there's a time and a, and a place for Danny to make his announcement his own? Do you feel like there's some gray area here and that there's a chance he could come back still? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, the strange thing about that is we haven't heard anything official from Danny. And right. that's, you know, it's been a couple of days. And uh, usually when someone reports it, uh, we see or see something following it pretty quick. Uh, kind of like Dylan Gabriel. Everything moves so quick with him. Uh, but Danny's a different cat, man. He, he, he lives by his own rules. He does what he wants to do. And that's what a lot of fans have appreciated about Danny over the years is, you know, he, 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 he goes by his timeline. So um, we'll see. I think the most surprising thing about it, though, again, is just that we haven't heard anything. We haven't we haven't seen anything from him. Uh, he's been radio silent. So uh, until we hear definitively from him, you know, we're, just, we're kind of in a holding pattern. And uh, one thing about Brent Venables yesterday during his press conference, he did say, uh, you know, you know, he's he's stepping out of the way. He's letting he's letting the news come from both Dylan and Danny about their futures what's going on there and how things are getting finalized. So uh, I guess we're everyone's in a holding pattern until we hear officially from Danny. Eric, first off, good morning. Hope you're doing well, my friend. What, what do you make of uh, the, the Dylan Gabriel conversation, Jackson Arnold conversation yesterday? Coach Brent Venables, sort of uh, noncommittal, right? He's going to leave it up, as you said, to Dylan Gabriel. What do you expect to happen in this bowl game for OU as far as the quarterbacks are concerned? What do you think should happen? As far as the as far as the quarterbacks are concerned, 
You know, the crazy thing about a bowl game, if you think about it, let's say Dylan Gabriel does not play on uh, in the bowl game. If he doesn't play, that would mean Oklahoma has had four different starting, starting quarterbacks over the past four years in bowl wow. games. Wow. It, it's nuts when you think about it. So, well, yeah, I mean, well, maybe, yeah, I think that's right. Or it might go deeper than that. Uh, start thinking about it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's the key. You know, I really think that Dylan Gabriel, if, it, if it's Jackson Arnold's time, I think this is the great, a great start for him because you think about all the practices in December leading up to the bowl, the bowl prep practices, uh, you know, getting all the first-team reps, preparing for a game. I think that would be huge. I think playing in the game itself would be big. But just the preparation process and knowing that it's your team, I think that would be huge for Jackson. Uh, and and it, it, it'd be big for him to get ready for next year. I think that's the big thing. Uh, I think in those walls, they probably have a good idea of what's happening. But, um, you know, Jackson Arnold, I, I think everyone's excited about his future. And uh, I think with him being patient this year, just getting five games of uh, experience and, and winning that BYU game, I mean, having to go out there and, and win on the road, that was a big, big uh, building block for his career. And this month, if he's taking all the first-team reps, doing bowl prep, it's a big building block for him as well. All right, so I, I dug. The last time Oklahoma had the same starting quarterback in back-to-back bowl games was the Sugar Bowl and Rose Bowl of 17 and 18, and it was Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Since this, if, if you have Jackson Arnold start, which we all assume he will in the Alamo Bowl, that'll be the seventh different quarterback in consecutive bowls the Oklahoma Sooners have had. Kyler Murray in the orange – Jalen Hurts in the peach, Spencer Rattler in the um, – six different, I'm sorry. Spencer Rattler in the Cotton Bowl, Caleb Williams in the Alamo Bowl, Dylan Gabriel in the cheez Bowl, and then Jackson Arnold in the Alamo Bowl. It's just wild to think about it. But it, if you also add the addition, Eric, of seeing what Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley, what that communication is going to look like, I think it's a no-brainer, right? As long as he's healthy and ready to go, it's a nice, if you will, almost exhibition game to get this team ready for spring and then what 2024 is going to look like. I, I, I know everyone has that, hey, let him go out on his own accord, right? Let him have his, let him have his moment. But I just – I think this is Jackson Arnold's team now, and if he's the guy, I think he should start in the bowl game and get all the reps. Yeah, you know, for fans – in the media, everyone's been patiently waiting for Jackson Arnold to play. Uh, we've seen, you know, we've seen, we've seen hints of what he can do. That pass he threw in Tulsa, oh. the, the touchdown pass, the 50-yard touchdown pass, that was one of the most gorgeous passes I've ever seen. Uh, just dropped it in perfectly. That was Nick Anderson, right, Chris? Yep, yep. The 50-yarder. The yep. Yeah, that was one of the best passes I've ever seen. And it was – I turned around to Mike Houck, the uh, – sports information director, the, the, the media relations director at OU, and just shook my head, and he kind of smiled because that pass was so, so pretty. I think everyone's anxious to see Jackson Arnold out there. But in the same sense, inside that locker room, you know, what's it like? What are those players? Do they – the players, are they – you know, Dylan Gabriel, he, he, he's really done a good job of being a leader of this team. Mike, I'm just curious, inside that locker room, do they want to play one more time with Dylan Gabriel? Would they enjoy that? So I, I'm just kind of curious if, if that's going on, too. I know the media and the fans are excited to see Jackson Arnold take over this team, but what's going on in that locker room? Do they want Dylan Gabriel to play one more game? Do they want to play together one more time? That's what I'm curious about. You mentioned it right off the top. 
and uh, it's easy to get caught up in the next thing is the next thing, and you're in the midst of this bowl prep for Oklahoma. But it's been a busy couple of weeks for this Oklahoma football program with uh, the the new offensive coordinators in Seth Luttrell, in Joe John Finley. So what was your reaction to that decision, that move for Oklahoma? I think it's really good for continuity. I, I think there's a lot to be said about continuity. Uh, you know, it's a familiar name, a familiar face, uh, not only for the team, but for the fan base. They know, kind of have an idea of what they're getting. Um, I, I think that was very, very important to Brent Venables to make sure that the team's comfortable. And I, I think this is a good step for Oklahoma in, in getting Seth Luttrell. Uh, he's going to be hungry. He's going to be wanting to go out there. And it's been a while since he's called plays. But you're not getting a, a coach that's coming in that's learning personnel, that's learning verbiage, that's learning, uh, you know, basically even the little ins and outs of the daily, daily routine. He knows everything because he's been a part of it for the past year. So I think that's huge. I think going the co-coordinator route, Brent Venables wouldn't, wouldn't have done that unless he felt comfortable. And, and you know what? I, I had a chance to talk to Mike Stoops last week when we were doing a story on Seth Luttrell. And Mike talked about the co the co coordinator role, and he said that Brent and him were co coordinators for so many years that they got used to it and they they worked well together. And he said Brent wouldn't do something unless he felt comfortable with it. So when you saw co coordinators, you know that Brent Venables has a really good feeling for that, and uh, he, he thinks it's going to be a perfect match for those two. I'm excited about seeing Seth Luttrell call plays, though. That's the thing I'm excited about, and I think he's going to be hungry after taking a year off to go out there and really get get the job done. Hey, I, um, I, this might not necessarily be a question about who Oklahoma's looking at in the portal, but just more information gathering and I think Parker's tired of me bringing this up to him. Maybe the uh, maybe the ref army's tired of me bringing it up on the show. But Eric, I feel like covering who's going where and who teams are interested in portal wise. I feel like it's one of the most challenging things to have to do because uh, schools can't really tell you who they're looking at, right? You're counting on social media, and if it's not Hayes Fawcett tweeting out a graphic of a guy in the portal, you're counting on his own little personal story that this player might send out or letting you know who's interested in it. Just a kind of a general thought of the challenges of just trying to figure out who's going where in the portal and, and even trying to figure out who Oklahoma or any team has interest in. You know, it's funny. There, there's always the talk about the Woj bombs with the N- NBA. Hey, Fawcett, man, you have to have him on notifications because he knows what's going on all the time. That's pretty impressive yeah. with on three with what he's doing. Uh, with portal movement, but yeah, you're you're right. That's the thing, Chris. When I talked about, you know, being married to Twitter, uh, I am. I mean, just because you, you don't know what the next step is, what the next announcement is, who's getting offered, uh, you, you know what Oklahoma wants, you know some of their needs, but it is marrying those needs with what's going on in the transfer portal. That's hard, and uh, it's just a wait and see moment. So Monday, when we saw you know, Dylan Gabriel and all the names, the 11 names for Oklahoma entering the portal, uh, we learned through, you know, social media. So it just tells you, you know, how important social media is in, in to fans, to media, to everything, because it, it's, it's been what we're, what we're watching. So I'm, I'm really curious. I'm kind of curious what Oklahoma's going to do portal-wise. I think we all know their needs. Uh, you can't have too many offensive linemen and defensive linemen in the system, especially experienced 
on both sides of the ball. We saw the importance of that this past year with guys like Walter Rouse and, uh, and Rondell Bothroyd and guys like that. Experience on both sides of the ball, especially on the SEC. That's what I'm kind of looking forward to and seeing who they're going to get during this cycle. Eric, um, one more before I let you get out of here. How nice is it to cover a game in your backyard with OU and Arkansas and Tulsa tomorrow. And I don't know what the future of this looks like once these two teams get into the SEC, but I feel like it's become a thing. I I really feel like Tulsa has embraced this. There's a ton of Arkansas fans in Tulsa, obviously a ton of OU fans. I, I hope this continues to be played in Tulsa. Chris, the one thing I'm excited about the most is that this game has been moved back to 3 o'clock. The last two years it's coincided with the Christmas parade. So downtown was a mess just trying to get to the BOK Center. So the Christmas parade will be over. You can find parking. You can walk easily to the BOK. So that's from, from a logistical standpoint, that's what I'm excited about. But from a game standpoint, this is an exciting game. This is a fun game. And, you know, there will be more Arkansas fans than Oklahoma. We've seen that the last two years. I don't think that's going to change tomorrow at the BOK Center. But you know what? If you're a basketball player, if you're a competitor, you enjoy the opportunity to play in front of a lot of fans. I mean, road or home, that's going to be fun. It's going to be a big-time atmosphere uh, for the players. And for this Oklahoma team, it's, it's going to be a really good challenge. I mean, you look at how they're playing. It, it's it's it, Porter Mosier, hats off to him with what he's been able to do and turn this program around, get the knee, you know, it's, get the, the knees that he needed for this program. Eight no, they've only had one close game. If you look at all their results, they, you know the USC game is the only close game they've had. They've really, really controlled games, and that's been really impressive too. So I'm excited about seeing this. This is a big game that'll mean a lot in the month of March when you're looking at. I think we're at the point now. If Oklahoma keeps playing like they are, it's not if they're going to make the tournament. It's what seeds they're going to get. So if they can continue this momentum and get a win against Arkansas, it's only going to help them in March. So I'm looking forward to this game a bunch. It's going to be a lot of fun. Love it. Eric, I know you're busy, man. Sorry I was bugging you. I appreciate your time, and I look forward to talking to you again soon, man. Enjoy Saturday there inside the Reynolds Center. Or, excuse me, look at me, inside the BOK Center. <laughs> Not going to do it on TU's campus, but that would be great. Talk to you soon, buddy. Blank, have a good weekend. Everyone out there, have a good weekend as well. That's awesome. Center. Could you imagine? Oklahoma and Arkansas live from 11th and Harvard inside the Reynolds Center. In fairness, though, to try to defend that, Josh, the home of the Arkansas Razorbacks is also the, the Reynolds Center, too. No, nobody, nobody buying that one? Hey, uh, you don't line. have to defend it for me. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> Josh is at Riverwind Casino. He's uh, covering all the fun of high school basketball. We'll tell you about our schedule at krefsports.tv. Plus, hit a really solid our early start to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line right here on the Home Sooner Fan. Hello? Uh, I'm a Marine. No matter how you served. My, my buddies from the Army are all gone now. I'm really alone. No matter what you're going through. I keep getting calls about the bills, and I'm trying to get a job. I feel so stuck. We are here for you. If you or a veteran in your life is experiencing thoughts of suicide, dial 988 then press 1 to reach the Veterans Crisis Line. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer, who's live at Riverwind Casino. I'm Chris Plank. Hey, uh, Connor Padsby is helping us out today. The guys are really, 
really stretched thin, so I appreciate you both uh, still finding a way to grind and help us out today on the show for my very gritty and selfish needs to be here to cover Army-Navy. But, uh, Connor, give me an idea of uh, what all you have going. What, eight more games today at both Norman and Norman North people can find on krefsports.tv? Yeah, we got eight games, two locations, Norman High and Norman North. Uh, 3 p.m. games, we got Stillwater PC North Girls, Class and SAS Girls versus Lawton Mac. Uh, 4.30 p.m., OKC Storm takes on OKC Grind. That'll be the boys. Uh, Westmore versus Norman North boys. And uh, Norman North versus PC North girls. Midwest City versus Norman girls. And the nightcap, these are going to be some good games. Uh, Norman, PC North, uh, boys action. That'll take place at Norman High. And uh, Norman North and Dell City. It's the, yeah, the nightcap ones will be some pretty good matchups today. I'd say so. Which ones are you responsible for, Josh Helmer? Which games are you calling tonight? So I will be at uh, every Norman North game. So any of the Norman North side games, I've got you covered. Nice. There you go. KRefSports.tv. Check it out. Meanwhile, I just – I've got something that's triggering me, Josh, and this is a good – this is a good time to bring it up. I absolutely love the reports of a potential top 10 pick whenever everyone's trying to say that they're putting together an NIL deal that will make it worth their while to keep them in college. Have you seen some of these reports on Maserati Marv? <laughs> I mean, that that would have to be a – historic NIL deal right. to keep which which how, how did the whole Maserati Marv thing oh start? it's it, it's your it's Gus Johnson it's Gus Johnson so I want I want to remind everybody before you start falling for this crap okay the amount of money that you make as a first round pick is right around 27 million dollars guaranteed. That's for the number yeah, they, one they, overall pick. They ain't putting that together. So, while – and, oh, by the way, let's say you slip out of the top ten. Let's say you end up as the 16th pick in the first round. You still make $8.9 million guaranteed. And I'm sorry, I don't think there's a single college football player right now in NIL or in any compensation that they're getting from collectives that is sniffing $8.9 million. Let's say you're just a first-round pick. That's a $6.2 million signing bonus. 6826 with total packages worth 41 mil to 16 mil to 12 mil. We're not reaching that in NIL right now. Stop it. Stop it. Nor, I mean, arguably, should you be spending that kind of money on a wide receiver when you don't even know your quarterback is next year at Ohio State? Let's be smart about this. Quit falling for everything on Twitter. All right, we got a break. When we come back, all right, we haven't even hit the text line. It's on fire. We'll get to it next right here on The Ref. Hour number two. It is the Plank Show right here on The Ref. It's the home of Sooner fans. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. I'm hanging out at Riverwind Casino today, situated just outside of Chips and Ales. So if you want to swing by and say hello, that's where I'm hanging out at. Come on by to Riverwind Casino where they've always got some 
great concerts, comedy shows going on, obviously the, the great gaming here at Riverwind Casino, but Ron White is coming up on December 30th in the Showplace Theater. Midland will be uh, December 31st. And then, uh, boy, they've uh, boys to men, as you might imagine. No no tickets left for that one. That's a, that's a hot ticket. But uh, a bunch of shows coming up as well, Scotty McCreary. And then uh, the great gaming, the atmosphere, the uh, the bites here at Riverwind Casino. So come on down and see us. That's riverwindcasino.com online. Jet Fish, did you uh, – how familiar were you, Plank, with Jet Fish before – Obviously, Oklahoma and Arizona meet up and uh, and lock horns in this bowl game. Not much. Uh, not going to lie to you. In fact, whenever he was hired by Arizona, I was a little bit miffed because he was with that UCLA staff that got blown out in 2017. And he was the interim head coach after Jim Mora was fired. They won their bowl game, but then I kind of – I'm not going to lie. I thought, oh, well, you know, it's, that's a good, good run for Jetfish. And then he uh, he kind of revitalized his career in the NFL, right? He went to the Rams, spent a couple of seasons with Sean McVay, then was the quarterback's coach for a season at New England. And the coolest thing I heard about Jetfish was what Bill Belichick did when Fish got hired, and I don't, I don't know if he t- – I think I heard this story on Pete Schrager's podcast. Um, when he got hired, Josh, by Arizona, and he, and he came in to, to tell Bill Belichick that he was taking the job, Bill Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick said, all right, here's two numbers. Um, and, in fact, while he was in there, in the room telling Bill about it, he got Teddy Bruschi on the phone. And said, Teddy, let him know who he needs to talk to. Let him know what donors he needs to get really comfortable with and, and understanding what they need. Uh, give him Gron- got Gronk in touch with him, made sure. Because those are Arizona guys, right? Two Arizona legends and Rob Gronkowski and Teddy Bruschi. So um, I thought that was really cool how Bill Belichick kind of helped lay out the, the, uh, the coaching path. He has some familiarity with the Stoops, as, as we learned yesterday. And – and, and, and then, I mean, gosh, Josh, I don't know about you. When you go from a 1-11 and football team in 2021 and you find yourself not only playing in a bowl, but a team at 9-3 and who easily could have been a 10-2, and 11-1 football team this year, I mean, that to me is up there for coach of the year type conversations. No doubt. He, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's going to win it, but he, right. he had a tremendous coaching job this year for to, to turn them around from where they were a season ago to uh, being in this bowl game versus Oklahoma. And as you mentioned, uh, yeah, they, they could have won a couple more games, probably should have won at least one more game. But uh, it, it's been a remarkable job, and uh, now that is the task at hand for Oklahoma and for Brent Venables. And uh, I, I guess, yeah, as you said, he has a little bit of familiar familiarity with uh, Oklahoma he said one of the stoops uh, introduced him to his wife which was sort of kind of a crazy <laughs> nugget that he just tossed in there yeah it's uh seems like a pretty cool guy seems like the kind of guy that if he wasn't playing Oklahoma or if Arnie didn't root for him uh then I would absolutely be about right and that is a I challenge just, oh my gosh I do a Sunday night show here on Fox Sports Radio and, I mean, I have to deal with this dude 
if if it's even a close game. What are we doing right now? Gosh, what? don't be a close game. Please don't be a close game. All right, listen, Josh, I want to hit some of the text here on the program at 405-651-3439 because I think it's been really good. And Jeff from OKC has asked this question a couple of times. And uh, if any of the – I don't know how many more media avails that Brent Venables or that Jetfish are going to do going forward, but um, you realize one thing that is going to be available to both of these teams in the bowl game, right? The use of technology. Um because that was in the non-college football playoff games, Josh, technology is supposed to be uh, available. So if they want to use, uh, I don't know if it's if they would be iPads or if they would also have the surfaces like the NFL does. I also wonder, you know, if, if maybe it's, it's a trial run because it's going to be something that we're going to see in college football next year. But good point, Jeff, from OKC. In all of the non-playoff games – the um, the rule was changed, and the NCAA does have authority over that. But the rule was changed to where they could use technology on the field. I think that's got a chance to be pretty awesome. That is fascinating, and that would be in the next media availability a tremendous question for Brent Venables. What are, what are they doing? Are they taking advantage of it? Uh, how does he feel about it? Yeah, that's that is interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, a couple more, 405. A good question, Jeff. We'll continue to learn a little bit more as we get closer to, um, what is that, December 28th? Whenever the actual bowl game is. All right, um, here's one. The Sooner Andy writes, won't happen, but I wish. Jackson Arnold takes all number one reps in both bowl prep. Dylan travels to San Antonio, warms up, takes one snap, and then trots to the sideline, handing the ball to Jackson Arnold while receiving a standing ovation from the OU faithful. Realize it's very unlikely, but that's what I'd wish we'd see. Oh, I think that'd be pretty awesome, Josh. What do you think? That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be cool. Unlikely, though, right? Inofficial passing of the torch. Come in. Uh, why? Why, why doesn't? Uh, why don't they just line Jackson Arnold up in the backfield and Dylan Gabriel can just hand the football off to him? Right. <laughs> We're gonna dot the eye with Jackson Arnold, and on this snap, he's gonna hand it to him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know, I don't know if the it will. We're not gonna have anything. I think ceremonial like that. But here's what I don't want. A couple of years ago, help me out, Oklahoma State fans. Mike Gundy brought Tylen Wallace, and they dressed him, and and, I, and he went through all the bowl prep, and then he never like stepped on the field for the game or barely played. I don't want anything like that. I think if you're in, you're in, right? I think if you're out, you know, then uh, go, go on, start your new career. It's nothing negative, right? Just we're grateful for your time here. We'll have debates about your legacy probably for you know a couple of weeks. Both uh, good and maybe even some bad, unfortunately. But I, I'm kind of of the uh, I'm kind of of the mindset, Josh, that hey, if you uh, if you've got an opportunity to start a new era with a new offensive coordinator and a new quarterback in an exhibition game, let's go do it. It's too good of an opportunity to not take advantage of. Again, with uh, with Latrell, with Joe John Finley, with Jackson Arnold, he, away we go. Right? Well, why would you not? Uh, absolutely absolutely all right here's spence in tulsa on the danny stutzman conversation he writes stutz seems like the kind of guy 
that would float a fake report about him going to the NFL just to put the Wolf of Wall Street video on the Twitter machine to say, I'm not leaving. <laughs> Boy, a lot of people <laughs> this really This has been a popular leave. thought the last two yeah, days. I know. <laughs> if, and, and I guess a, a lot of – I think um, – I think uh, – True Sooner had texted, what did you make of the Dean Blevins report that it's 50-50? Well, I mean, isn't, like, everything 50-50? What kind of report is that? I, it's 50-50. Yes, I, I might win the Powerball this weekend. I mean, it's 50-50 that I'm going to end up making the bus to, to, to drive on the I mean, 50-50. I mean, what? <laughs> it's, I have no reason to doubt the reporting that's out there, except to say this. That's a unique dude. That's a dude that's already operated thing. That's always operated at a different level, and yeah, I could see it being a situation to where, where it's like I'm coming back, I'm coming back, and to be able to to be able to throw that out there. Yeah, here with thoughts on Blevins saying yesterday, Stutzman better than fifty percent chance to return to OU next season. Well, that's still an F. I mean, I'm, I look at this in in grades. If it's 50%, that's an F, F minus, to be honest with you. Tell me, Dino loves his percentages, and I love Dino, but, I mean, Josh, if, if you're going to give me something, tell me you've heard there's like a 75 to 80% chance he's coming back. Then I'll listen. You're going 50-50? <laughs> Life's 50 freaking 50. What are we doing? Or, what are we doing or right 60-40, he's leaning toward <laughs> leaving or coming back. Yeah, it's a good I mean, point. I didn't really think I, about that, but, yeah, it's, it's a fair point you're you, making. You want to give me a number? You want to give me a number that's suddenly going to catch my attention? Give me in the seventies or the eighties, all right? At least give me a C or a B minus. You're going fifty-fifty. I mean, life's fifty-fifty, bro. Uh, and, and yes, on the super secret textosa line, yes. Sometimes the worst. All right, uh, a couple of others here. Now I'm going to read all of these just because there's so much of it. So you ready? Here we go. Uh, Stutzman hasn't even declared himself going to the draft yet. There's still a ton of smoke that he's coming back. All right, let, let me pause there for a minute. Where's that smoke coming from? Where's that smoke coming from? Is that smoke coming from your belief? And again, Dino, I love you. But 50%, come on, dude. Is that where your smoke's coming from? Is your smoke that, that he's coming back based on anything Danny has done? Or that he has said? No. I mean, I, 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 and, and I'm guilty of this too, Josh. I'm not trying to be overly dramatic about it or anything. I feel like we all have just accepted such the quirky nature of his personality that we're like, anything is possible here, right? It's, it's possible he could do this whenever, I mean, I, the, the guys that are reporting this, you know, George and Carrie, they've, they've, pretty, they've pretty much been spot on. Right? With a lot of the stuff that they've thrown out there. And Brandon, in, in, in OUinsider.com, and I know Parker has it. Parker and I kind of have the same mindset on this. So it's like, it's the guy's decision. Let him make it. I don't need to scoop on this. It's the same as recruiting, but that's fine. Um, but even, like, all the buzz that's been out there from what, what Brandon and OU Insider is reporting is along the lines of, hey, he's gone. And same for the the appearance that he made for the live Oklahoma Breakdown show. I mean, are we trying to sell ourselves, Josh, that he's not made up his mind? Or let me rephrase that. 
that he could be coming back just based on our belief of the kind of personality that he has? Or when you say a lot of smoke out there, okay, what? What is that smoke? Because everything I've seen that's been of any official entity are people saying, yeah, he's let Brent Venables know he's turning pro. But he's a quirky guy, so you never know. It seems like that's what it's always tagged with. Let Brent Venables in, a, in, in the team, right? But, right. Uh, yeah, the the quirky mindset. I mean, you, you personality, you you root for that as a fan is, hey, it's all some big ruse or this or that. But uh, I think I think Brent Venables would have had a different response yesterday uh, if uh, Danny Stutzman was coming back. I could not agree with you more. I could not agree with you more. If it was, this, in my opinion, right, in my opinion, I'll be the first one to be proud to say, hey, look, at you guys were right, I was wrong. I just feel like we're setting ourselves up for anger. And, and whenever he does declare and makes it official from his perspective, then to me, Josh, we're setting ourselves up to be mad because, well, I was just of a belief that he was different. So my point in bringing it up is when you say a lot of smoke out there, where? In, in what we're, we're speculating on the, uh, on the media, on what Dino reported, in what you're, you're throwing out there as far as how you believe in the kind of person he is, that's fine and all, but, I mean, the smoke that I've seen, Josh, is that he's starting pro and that the head coach came out at a press conference yesterday and was very noncommittal about it. And that's not Brent Venables. I, I'll hold out just, I don't know, 1% of hope that uh, everybody's everybody's conspiracy theory is right here. It would be an all-timer. I mean, just to play the hypothetical, sure. if Danny Stutzman did that, I, he, he might immediately be – he's already been – Right, I mean, he and Kenneth Murray clearly have been the best linebackers for Oklahoma since what uh, the the end of the two thousands. Yeah, for for yeah, OU. Yeah, I mean, it's been those two guys. So, I mean, if he mm-hmm. were to pull that and come back, oh my gosh! Like in the in terms of how he's remembered, it, it almost it almost doesn't even matter what happens next season for him. He just would be so beloved. <laughs> You guys, it's funny. I was reading some of this. Uh, I'm not angry. I'm not angry by any stretch of the imagination about it. It's just, hey, fans I, are going to be fans, right? And, and it's a beautiful well, thing. I just, I, I don't, I, I don't want you guys. I know how we, the royal we, react to things, right? And when we get our heart set on something we and i'm and i'm i'm lumping you all in with me cuz i feel like we all are the same way you guys also would walk into the middle of a dry uh, water hazard to try to get a titleist pro v1 right we're all the same but we we get so set in that well i'm not believing that i think he's coming back or i think that he's going what which, whichever way you want to look at it and then when the opposite happens you're mad why are you mad Everything that has led up to this has been telling us this is what's going to happen. So I'm just trying to save you this anger that I know is going to pour out. (laughs) And let me tell you something. It is absolutely hilarious. Hilarious to see the uh, – and I mean this in the most positive way possible. 
<laughs> angry Ronnie writes, I'm angry, Plank. I'm not angry about it. Uh, here, here's a really good Here's a really good one. Adam from the ATX. He writes, everyone reporting is trying to be first. When it's someone like Danny, you got to let it run its course and let him announce. Hope he comes back and uh, teaches it, teaches the reporters a lesson. Guys, it's not some noob that's reporting this. It's not like a uh, sophomore or freshman at Gaylord College. I mean, these are established, well-sourced reporters. So I, I understand. I hope you're right, but I'm just telling you guys right now, I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment. If you don't look at it, how about this? How about this, Josh? Wouldn't you rather be surprised than mad? Just that's accept that he's gone, and then you'll be surprised if he ends up coming back. Chain <laughs> up, it's the stages of grief. All right, I, I'm going to get to some of these on Dylan, so you can have him at the bottom of the hour to go, hour to go more in depth on Danny. I will accept he's a unique individual, right, Josh? As unique of a dude as I've ever covered at the University of Oklahoma, and I love it. I sometimes he talks to me like he's my best friend. Sometimes he acts like he's never seen me in my in his life, and I love that about him. I love it about him. Um, he is. As quirky and as talented and as fun as they come, he does things differently. I think that's great. I'm just here to tell you, I'm afraid that if he does indeed follow through on going pro, as everyone is reporting and saying, that y'all are going to be mad when you shouldn't be mad because you've created some sort of false identity of what you think he's going to do. Idea, not identity, sorry. All right, back to Dylan Gabriel. Let's get – go ahead. And, look, the the idea of I just thought he was different. Danny Stutzman – Danny Stutzman, he he is different, first of all, but second of all, he didn't have to come back to – it would have solidified him as a Sooner legend, right? There's no doubt that one more year, going to the SEC, all of that, if he had a Butkus season or was an All-American, I mean, all these different things that could have happened. You can't can't be upset with a kid if this happens for wanting to – Embark on his professional future. It's not – you shouldn't be upset with them. Uh, I have a, a a new tweet to share. This is uh, from Bean Delevins, uh, at B underscore Delevins oh, no. on Twitter. Not familiar with his work. Uh, he tweeted to say <laughs> there is a 69% chance that Stutzman returns to football next season. Now, 69%, there's a number, right? D plus, you know, on that range of C minus. Here's a couple of other quick ones before – um, before I get out of here, because I didn't realize it was already 11:22. Sorry, Connor. Uh, the Broken Arrow Fat Boy, Dylan Gabriel made the decision that he was done at Oklahoma. End of discussion. It's Jackson Arnold time. From the 405. Even if they knew 100% DG wasn't playing in the bowl, isn't it a tactical move to just say we don't know yet? Seems smart to hold it close to the chest. Isn't that what you said, Josh? Yeah, I, I I think so. Why would you sitting right next to Jed Fish say, "Oh, by the way, here's our starting quarterback. There's a limited amount of tape on him, but here you go." <laughs> right, exactly. Dive into it, uh, and then one more, one more, one more quick one. This is from Frisco Sooner. Guys, I'm sorry, but if someone enters the transfer portal and I'm the head coach, there is no way in hell he's playing in the bowl game. I don't care who he is, what the circumstance is, or what position he plays. I love DG, but if he's transferring. He needs to move on down the road. All right, I'm going to hang. For, I'm going to do a quick segment with you next. Is that cool, Josh? I, 
Is that cool? Yeah, I'd let's love go. you to hang out. All right, quick break. When we come back, let's dive into a little bit of what I've learned about Army-Navy. And also, I want to get some hoops in next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the ref. Final segment for me, which I show from Chris Plank. Tattoo Baker kind of made my day. I didn't realize, Josh, how big of a fight this was online. So I'm sorry. I apologize. But I think I, I don't have any inside information. I lo- oh, By the way, I cranked up the TV during the break. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Connor Pasby, how broadcast professional of me. Um, I just, I love Danny. And I don't want anyone to be mad with the decision that he may have already made. The only caveat I would say, not only the quirky personality, but there's been at the very least, Josh, two to three situations that we thought were over and done with Brent Venables. And in the end, it turned the way of Oklahoma. Walter Rouse, right? Who Peyton Bowen. I'm sure there's others. And I think there's a part of the fan base that thinks this could happen again. I'm just, I would rather be surprised than have the expectation that he's coming back. Is that fair? Is that a fair way to put this conversation? I would love to be surprised. I would love to be surprised. I just, you know, those guys' track record when they report it is so good. Right, right. Uh, Are you, um... Are you a guy that looks forward to the Army-Navy game? Sure, absolutely. How can I not be? Are you kidding me? What do you think? I hate America? Yeah, do you hate America, Josh? No, I just, I bring it up because. (laughs) That's basically what you're asking, isn't it? Josh, do you not like the U.S. of A? This had always been something for me that I viewed as like an unattainable event to cover. Uh, For me personally, because A, it happens at a very sometimes busy part of the schedule number two for my whole life I never had you know reason to I mean I don't I don't anticipate Casey and Brian Vineyard coming in and and TJ saying all right guys we're going all in on covering Army Navy this year well that would be cool it just unless it's being played in you know Norman or Oklahoma City wouldn't make any sense so this is a it's a bucket list thing for me to do tomorrow Um, obviously there's added incentive because my son it's his birthday today, too, Josh. How crazy is that? It's, it's Willie's birthday. Um, and so he he gets a chance to march in, and I'm going to – I think you know probably more than anyone, this has been – if I could just talk about me for a second, <laughs> my favorite topic, right? But this has been like some weird emotional year for me. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. I don't know if it's because, you know, I have a daughter that's in high school now and I can't fathom her in high school or – I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's just been a it's been a year to where a lot of things has hit me have hit me kind of differently than they ever have in my life before. So I plan I've warned everyone. I'm like, listen, I'm just gonna tell you guys, I'm probably gonna be a blubbering mess in the morning. So you wanna stay away from me whenever I see that young man march in uh, with the rest of the cadets. But to not only get a chance to come cover this game, but to do it whenever it's the first time it's ever being played in Boston. I don't know about you, man, and I've never been to Boston before. Um, after I get done with my XM responsibilities, I got a couple of hours. I think I'm about a 20-minute walk from Fenway. So I'm going to walk and check out Fenway Park. I've never seen it before. It's just 
It's awesome, man. And I hope that my excitement for it has been able to carry over to the radio. I'm sure that there is a, I don't care about it. What's going on with Stutzman? And that's fine. That's what we're here for. But I think we're, we're going to get a fun game tomorrow, Josh. And I think it sets up on the calendar for a good time to, every, to have every single person uh, be able to enjoy this in advance of the Arkansas-Oklahoma game, which, what, Arkansas and Oklahoma-Arkansas, that tips off at 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock tomorrow. Right? Is that right? Oh, is everything moved to Eastern time on me here on my phone? Dang it. Yeah. So that, that kicks off at 3 o'clock tomorrow. So you'll have like a, in an hour, that might be halftime of Army-Navy with the way these things go. So I hope everyone right. gets to enjoy it. But I really wish that I could be inside the BOK Center tomorrow. Because three I think. 3 o'clock Central. 3 o'clock. Right. Thank you. Okay. I think this is going to be, Josh, one of the best college basketball games in the non-conference season because of how athletic both of these teams are. And tell me, with all of that laid out about Army-Navy and me nerding out, I really wish I could be at the BOK Center because I just think this is going to be an absolute show. And these are two teams kind of don't like each other. Two coaches that have had a little uh, kind of tit-for-tat every now and then. Um, don't really get the sense that Eric likes Porter. Eric Musselman likes Porter too much. Don't get the sense that Porter likes Eric Musselman too much. So they've had their little back and forth. I don't know about you, but I'm really pumped about it because I just think there is a lot of built-in uh, storylines for this game tomorrow. And because of the recent tournament success that Arkansas and Musselman have had, th- this feels like it, c- it could be the early signature win for Oklahoma if they can go get it. Now, they've beaten USC, they've beaten Iowa, the Providence game. The way they're beating teams has been very impressive, but uh, this has been a game on the the schedule for me that I've sort of earmarked. Obviously, the Jumpman Showcase versus North Carolina. If they beat this Arkansas team tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I probably regardless, but uh, that would be, hey, OU's legit. Yep. Yep. Legit basketball team. All right, uh, enjoy your high school broadcast tonight, Josh. I can't wait to follow along at krefsports.tv. Connor Pasby, uh, great job back in the studio. I'll be back on Monday to recap that hoops game and all of this fun that I hope I'll be having here in Boston. I hope I'll be having here in Boston. Uh, In the meantime, Josh, I don't know if you've taken a look at that hot mess that is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, but y'all enjoy it. We'll dive into it next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Giddy up, let's go. It's the Plank Show. We're back, baby. Hour number two presented by Allison Insurance. Check out Bob and Robert Allison online. That's allisoninsurance.com. Josh Elmer alongside Mr. Connor Pasby hanging out today as we are off to do on a Friday from Riverwind Casino where, as always, great concerts and comedy shows coming up right here from Riverwind Casino, riverwind.com, where you can find out about uh, everything going on in the Showplace Theater right here. Uh, Lee Bryce, buy one, get one, 
That is coming up uh, a week from today, so December 15th, 8 o'clock, and you can buy those tickets online. After that, Ron White on December 30th. Did uh, Do you know who the Blue Collar Comedy Tour team is, Connor? Oh, gosh, Josh. I, top of my head, no, I do not. But you you recognize that name. Yes, let me let me do some searching on my part, and I'll get back to you. Well, it's Bill Ingvall, it's Ron, Ron White. Okay. Uh, help me out out here, everybody. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy, and I'm missing one, and I apologize. But anyways, Ron White, a part of that, uh, and will be here at Riverwind Showplace Theater on December 30th. So a lot of the uh, discussion today, people are still holding out hope, uh, even though... Britt Venables didn't come out and make it final, which you know, I appreciate that from Britt Venables. He, he is going to allow both Dylan Gabriel and Danny Stutzman to have their moments, right? He, he's not going to strip those announcement moments from them. Uh, though he was asked, hey, there's reports that Danny Stutzman is going to the NFL. Basically, uh, Britt Venables uh, said, yeah, I'll, I'll address that. Uh, I'll let him announce his future plans and then uh, address it afterwards. There's been a lot of folks. Jeff Foxworthy, thank you. Yep, Foxworthy. Line, by the way. Uh, there's been a lot of folks trying to hold on to the idea that maybe Danny Stutzman is going to come back. Uh, here's uh, what the text line has to say. That is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. 405. Danny wants to come back. NIL money is there. The only hang-up is uh, waiting on the underwriting of an insurance policy to protect him if in, if injured. Heard it from a heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another that he's just messing around. <laughs> Love it. I guess we'll just wait and see, man. I. It would be crazy if he did come back after hearing all the news about that he is declaring for the NFL draft, but, hey, we haven't heard from Danny himself yet. Russ in Atlanta. Would Danny Stutzman return for his final season if OU gave him the rights to and profits from the cotton candy sales at Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium? I'll take two blue spun Sugars, please. I think Danny would do that. I think that's a pretty good deal for his part. Adam from Austin, Texas. I am in mourning. Grief is a real thing. But think Danny may change his mind. Think he realizes the NFL will still be there. And if he stays, he will go into Baker or Teddy status maybe even love more well there's there's no maybe about it adam if if he changes his mind and it's probably worth it's probably worth this danny stutzman according to the report from sooner scoop walked in told brent Vittables, i'm planning on leaving and entering my name into the nfl draft there has been no announcement from danny stutzman so that, until there is, right, does that leave a crack in the door that he could? I think he's going, okay? I think that he'll have an announcement at some point. But until he does, Connor, 
he could change his mind, right? I mean, that is a possibility, though a slim, slim possibility. Yeah, it could happen, and obviously we're still figuring out if Danny's going to play in the bowl game, right? So if he plays and after the game, maybe he does change his mind and come back for uh, his final year at Oklahoma. I mean, he's already a beloved Sooner, but, dude, if he came back for another year, I mean, he'll get more love from Sooner fans for sure. <laughs> 316, if you can't remember Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a redneck. <laughs> I apologize. I uh, I looked him up. I'm so bad at names. I look at the picture of him. I'm like, okay, yeah, I know who that is. That's fantastic. Great text. <laughs> that's uh, that's the tagline. You might be a redneck. redneck. Uh, 712 sooner. One and a half percent chance Stutzman comes back. A percent chance? He, he said oh, one and a half. One and a or half. He oh, he gave said. a percent. One point five percent chance Dustman comes back. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty low. I have no idea what Danny is doing, but if there is any smoke, he said on his podcast that he was looking forward to playing in the SEC next year. Like a, a new podcast or an old one? That's what I'm trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I would. Rely on the text line to <laughs> provide a little bit of clarification on that. If it's a new one, I'm like, okay, I'll start thinking. But if it's an old podcast from Danny, yeah, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. These guys saying Danny will be back are just begging out of the 405. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. Did it surprise you, Josh? Did it surprise, hey, did it, did it surprise you, Josh? Do. Did it surprise no. you at all? It didn't? Okay. No, it, it did not. Look, he, I, I, you and I were having this conversation off the air yesterday, and this is, I don't know, maybe a little pessimistic, but generally speaking, I expect players to go to the NFL draft versus staying until they say that they're staying because ah, it's just the way that I'm wired. Over the years, I just feel like I've been led to believe that, generally speaking, if there's an opportunity for the draft, I feel like more players go than stay. That's not saying that it's impossible or it doesn't happen. I just am conditioned to think that they're going to make the choice to go professional versus staying. So was I surprised? No, I was not surprised. Do I think it's a bad decision? No, I don't think it's a bad decision. Do I think it's 1,000% lock it up, throw away the key, the right decision? I don't think that either. I think he could have come back, Connor, and been great. And if Oklahoma had a tremendous season in the SEC, and if Danny Stutzman did similar things to what he's done the last two and he was healthy throughout, then, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a chance he would have really enhanced his draft stock if he was the best player on an Oklahoma defense in the SEC that went and contended for or won an SEC championship or went to the college football playoff, uh, he could have made some more money, I think, out of it. And, oh, by the way, you know, whatever the retention package, let's say, from an, from an NIL standpoint from OU would have been, he, he could have served to, to make some money on the deal if, the, if everything went right. But, you know, I also can't say, I mean, we're going to see if he makes this announcement where he winds up in the draft and if it's second round, third round, then, you know, I, I don't know how much better he would have done unless all of those conditions were perfect, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, Josh, I mean, I don't think it's a right or wrong decision for Danny. I mean, really talented linebacker, but I look at the two losses that OU had, and he's out with an injury. So that's telling me, okay, maybe he wants to come back a full healthy season, first year in the SEC for Oklahoma, and he also has a chance at the Buckus Award uh, win. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a right or wrong decision for Danny. He's still going to be a guy that, yeah, fourth round, third round uh, in the NFL draft. From the 5 8 uh, a iconic line. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I'll take it. The uh, SEC statement, by the way, Connor, from his most recent podcast, November 29th, out of the 918. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I, so I, I, yeah. Out. I didn't know. I didn't know. Was, I didn't know if it was like an old one, like at the beginning of the year, or actually a recent one. Yeah. I guess it's pretty. Well, recent. fairly recent, but not this week. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Plank Show right here, home of Sooner fans, Friday, December 8th, as we are tick-tocking down to the early signing period and uh, monitoring the transfer portal developments. And uh, obviously, there's one final football game to be played uh, here in this 2023 football season, Oklahoma versus Arizona. But the the big scuttlebutt is, okay, Dylan Gabriel, Jackson Arnold, what's happening at the quarterback position? <laughs> Again, a lot on Danny Stutzman. Until, until Danny Stutzman definitively says, I'm gone, I'm going to the NFL draft, then uh, Oklahoma fans, understandably so, are going to hold out hope that, that it could happen and that he can have a change of heart. And I'm, I'll give it a... A small percentage. We see a lot of that feedback this morning. But uh, what did you make yesterday? Brent Vittables was asked point blank, "Is this Jackson Arnold's start? You know what? What's the deal with Dylan Gabriel? Were you surprised that he's not coming back, Coach Vittables?" And he said, "Well, our plan all along was for Dylan Gabriel to to be gone after this season, but." Not not because he was going into the portal and going to a different program. He said he would have gladly welcomed Dylan Gabriel back to compete for the job next season. But uh, he also wasn't uh, ready to say that it's been finalized. In fact, I think the exact wording or verbatim, as close to it as I can get off of memory, Connor, was we haven't finalized that yet, who's starting the bowl game. So what what do you make of that development yesterday? Yeah, I mean, it's just a weird spot. You know, a guy like Dylan Gabriel to hit the transfer portal right now and he got a bowl game. I know there's a bunch of talk. Should he play or do you just give this thing to Jackson Arnold, which that's I'm on that boat. I mean, get Jackson Arnold that bowl game. Dylan Gabriel has done a lot for the University of Oklahoma, but, man, you're preparing for next year. You want to get a full game uh, for Jackson Arnold behind center against a good team like uh, like Arizona. But going back to BV's uh, statements, I mean, that was kind of the plan uh, all along for Dylan Gabriel to get those two years and give him some time to get Jackson Arnold ready, learn behind him, and get Jackson Arnold ready to go for the first year in the SEC. A bunch of responses, Connor, off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405 651 Thirty-nine out of the nine one eight. 
DG gives OU the best chance to win the bowl game. So, yes, I definitely want him to play. How about that? I uh, I hadn't seen a lot of folks saying that they, they wanted Dylan Gabriel to play. And, look, uh, I, I would prefer that Jackson Arnold play in the bowl game because that's that's the future and to me you know you probably if you've been listening out of the 918 you probably know this probably heard plank and i have this conversation earlier this morning but you've got this this tailor-made opportunity where you can get to work with the the new offensive coordinator offensive coordinators with Seth Luttrell, with Joe John Finley, and with their quarterback uh, next season and hopefully beyond, right? Hopefully a couple of seasons of greatness with Jackson Arnold. So to me, it's it's a great opportunity to just get him a little bit more seat time before next year. But, hey, as a fan, I get it. If you're saying at the situation, you look at it and say, I want to win the bowl game, hey, Dylan Gabriel, I couldn't understand the argument, gives you the better chance to win the game. Yeah, that, that's weird hearing that. I mean, first time I've seen a text like that. But who says Jackson Arnold can't play and then give you uh, a chance to the best chance to win you the, the ball game? And I like Jackson Arnold to get those extra time with the two uh, new offensive coordinators for Oklahoma, get to learn the plays, and honestly just get a full game under his belt against a good team like Arizona. 